right off the rip, you wanted to talk about award winners. So let's let's start with the easy one. Who is your American League MVP? Aaron Judge. I mean, what he's done, absolutely insane. Um, I just don't like how some of the discussion has been about like discrediting what uh, Shohei has done. He, he's had an incredible season in his own right. Total, the season's not better than Judge, but it's more unique, which is a totally mm-hmm. different thing. But, like, I mean, Aaron Judge had as close to a Bond season, to a peak Bond season, as we've had since Bonds, basically. Like, from a hitting standpoint, he, he was that good. Like, not even just the home runs. He also had a walk rate around 16%, OBP 425, which in, in, in the offense has been down, like, league-wide this year. So this is, like, this kind of, like, understates kind of how good he is or how good he has been. And so, yeah, I mean, he's been the best player in the AL. And at, at, at times this year, I mean, the Yankees lineup outside of Judge – has been just god-awful. Like, he's been basically having to carry the team. And, like, there was, like, a two-week stretch where he hit, like, what, nine home runs or some crazy number, and the Yankees were still losing, which is just kind of insane. But he's carried them, and they've won, what, like, 95 games or something around there, 100-ish. But, yeah, so I think he's totally deserving. Um, And I think Shohei Otani's been the second-best player in the entire league, but... Aaron Judge has been the best. What What about you? I'm I'm the same thing. I think it's clearly Aaron Judge this year. Nothing against Shohei Otani. I think he's had a phenomenal season. I think it's always going to be tough with him, right? Because as long as he's good, those type of seasons are always in play, and people are always going to look at those seasons and. Uh, the definition of valuable comes into play and that throws everything off for a lot of people. But Aaron Judge has been – has hit the most home runs, had the most successful season per F war for the American League on one of the best, I believe one of the best, if not the best team in the American League. I think that's who we should give the award to. Yeah, and just to put it in perspective, like, just from a batter's perspective, um, Aaron Judge has 11.5 F4, the second highest guy in the AL, just from a position player perspective. Jose Altuve has 6.6, so so that's just insane. Or, yeah, yeah, Jose Altuve is second in the AL at 6.6. Yeah, he's had a, a monster season, and that's going to turn into yeah a I lot of money. Is, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious to see who signs him because I feel like it's just it's a lot. It's going to be the Yankees to lose, but I think a lot of people are smart in saying that the Giants are a potential contender here. I'm curious to see who that mystery team will be, how serious they are in that. But you know, it's going to be interesting. It's his. Offseason is going to be interesting for sure. Let's pivot to what I think is the more tougher award, National League MVP. Who you got? Okay, so I'm honestly biased here, but mm-hmm. I, I would go with Manny. Like, a month ago, I would have gone with Goldschmidt mm-hmm. in, like, probably, like, route, like, 
but he kind of struggled down the stretch. I mean, he, he still had an insane season, 178 weighted runs created um, plus, and Manny's is much lower, but Manny's um, had a great year. He's been kind of the Padres' only offense at stretches this year. Like, and he's he's and he's he plays a terrific third base defense. Um, I mean, I think you can flip a coin really from the top three guys. Really, I think all of them have a real case: Machado, Arenado, and Goldschmidt. Um, I, I think one of the more interesting discussions that people don't bring up because I mean nobody really cares about the down ballot stuff, but. Do, do you think Freddie Freeman or Mookie Betts had the better year? I think that's an interesting discussion. I think a lot of people go with Freddie, but I don't know. Me, personally, I think Mookie, like, just from defensive value standpoint, um, I think he's he, he's he been slightly better. Um, he, he's hit not as well, but it's kind of close, you know? Mm-hmm. I was going to say Freddie Freeman. Because I, I just think I, my pick was going to be Freddie Freeman. I think, I believe he's still in, like, the top five in – National League F four. Um, yeah, he he's fifth. Yeah, he's fifth. So yeah, like before this week, it was supposed I was gonna come on here and say it was gonna be Francisco Lindor, but obviously that has changed. Um, I I really I just think Freddie Freeman, another one where it's just like, well, someone on the Dodgers is gonna get an award no matter how much we uh, you know, how much we don't, how much how many players we have that could win that award. I think the two Cardinal players are going to kind of bump heads there and take some of the voting away. Manny's probably going to be in the running for it as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want Freeman. All right. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you going Freeman from where you think it ends up, like from a voting perspective? Or yes. Do you pers- or do you personally think Freeman will? Voting. I mean, voting. I mean, so who would you go with? Would you go with Freeman or someone else? Oh, hmm. I I probably go with Goldschmidt. Okay, all right. So, from my perspective, I was just going with who I think should win. Uh-huh. Um, I think, man, that's close. But I think Goldschmidt actually slightly wins it, but it's going to be close. Um, Manny and Arenado will get quite a few votes. I think Freeman's going to get some votes, but I don't think he's going to win it. Like, just because, um. Well, he's had a great year, but also, like, if you look at it, just Goldschmidt's hit so much better, and they both play the same position. So, I, I don't know. I don't think Freddie's going to win it, but w- we'll see. Yeah, it, it feels like – I'm curious to see the breakdown of that voting because I, I just think there isn't a clear-cut winner there. So, it can go any direction, really, for me. Yeah. Um, plus, all the contend like, they're all on, like – Freddie Freeman's on the best team. Lindor, who's probably going to finish like fifth, is on like the team that should have won the National League East, but didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the Mets still won what a hundred games, something one on one, one on one games. Yeah, but there he didn't go. he didn't come through, and that whole series is a mess. We'll talk about the Mets in a bit, but uh, who's your AL Cy Young? Uh. I feel like it's got to be Verlander, which yeah. is just insane because, like, in the off season, this this was like a terrible take for me. But I thought he, I, I thought the Astros might have like 
overpaid him and Mm -hmm. now he he's gonna deservingly win Cy Young I feel like he's gonna run away with it um like I don't know who else is close like Otani's had an insane year but actually their innings are kind of closer together than I thought they were but it's still gonna be Verlander's gonna win it I think just because um well he's deserving for one he he is but also, the ERA just totally jumps out. Um, even and he has, I mean, it, he kind of benefits from the defense he has behind him, and he's had some fortune. But also, I, I mean, he he's deserving. But I think the like the ERA kind of is what's gonna push him. And and there's also like this narrative which kind of helps him that um, that just what he's doing is kind of unprecedented coming back from what. From Tommy John and, and or I forget, did he have Tommy John or was it something else? But anyways, uh, yeah, I believe it was Tommy John. Yeah, but and just being so dominant right away, that's just so insane at his age. So yeah, I think it's gonna be Verlander and deservedly so. Yeah, I think Verlander has been successful. The only player off the top of my head who I feel like is even close is like Dylan Cease. I guess Shohei. Shohei could finish in the top three, but. Yeah, you know, I think Verlander's clearly won this award. Wouldn't be surprised if it was unanimous. I wouldn't be shocked if Otani won a couple first-place award uh, votes just off the fact that he probably won't win MVP. Who is your National League Cy Young? I feel like I know the answer, but I'm also curious of other players you consider. Okay, so it is Sandy Alcantara. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the innings kind of puts him over the top, but... Do you think, like, there are other players? Like, um, if you asked me this a month ago, I would have said it's Alcantara by a lot. But now I think it's you can make legitimate cases for other guys. Mm-hmm. Like, Aaron Nola has had a spectacular year. And if you look at certain, like, and I'm not even just talking about fit, just, like, some of his batted ball metrics are really strong. And, and it suggests he's been... Unlucky. He's also thrown over 200 innings, so he also mm-hmm. has the innings going for him. Obviously, Sandy's thrown like 23 more. Um, I mean, that that's honestly only the, the only guy. Um, Rodon's also had a great year, but I think he's kind of a little further down for me. Um, you can make the case. Um, Freed's kind of like in that category. Um, Gallon yeah. finished, finished crazy strong, but but I think ultimately I would go with Alcantara, and Nola's the only other guy I would like seriously consider. Kyle Wright. What about you? What about Kyle Wright? Oh, um, he's further down for me. Like further down. That was someone I was interested. In. I didn't know he won twenty games. Uh, I know tw- I know wins aren't the only thing that factors in there, but you know I thought that was. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I had no idea he won twenty. Um. I think Sandy's the guy, but I was also yeah. interested in Max Free. So those, yeah. are, those are the two. Rodon, I forgot, had like a monster. Yeah. Was having a monster season before the Giants fell off. So that's another one. Um, Your AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I feel like this is obvious and I'm forgetting someone. You, you go first, like... Oh, oh, what am I thinking? Um, yeah, so I would go with Julio. 
Rodriguez, but I do think Adley has just, I mean, I think Adley has a more serious case than people are making it out to be. Like, his hitting wasn't that much worse than Julio, and he plays a much more valuable position. Uh, Even though, like, center field's obviously an important position, but catcher, like, controls so much of the game. And you still, for now at least, have the framing aspect, which matters. Um, so, so I think those are the clear-cut top two. Like, I'd go Julio, but I do think Adley deserves more consideration than the media has made it out to be. What about yeah. you? Yeah, it was Julio for me. It was Julio and Adley. Um, I think when you, I think the catcher defense is an important point. Uh, but to me, what pushes it over the top is the Mariners are in the playoffs and the Orioles just missed out. I know that doesn't mean everything, but in those scenarios, plus Julio is just better overall, I think. Um, I could do NL Rookie of the Year. I think it's Spencer Strider. <laughs> He's been really good. And I'm actually curious, we'll do this probably closer to the offseason, of what level of pitcher you think he is. Do you think, like, because I'm actually curious of his long term and just how good he is. But this first year, he's been really good. So I got him. Yeah, I think Strider should win. Um, but I think, I think as crazy as it seems, like, his teammate should be right there, too. Michael Harris has had an incredible year and he plays terrific center field defense. Um, it's also fast and creates a lot of base running value. So I think they're kind of close, but Strider's dominance and then um, is the most important. He's currently hurt, which is a big deal. Harris has to win rookie of the year to have one of his years count in terms of years of control, or does he have to finish top three? I thought it was top two, no? Mm, that I kind of need Harris to win. I'm going to change my vote to Harris. I need him to win because I'm tired of the Braves. Um, but let's. Are there any other awards you want to talk about? I guess you could talk about manager of the year if you want, but I don't really have a say in that. Yeah, I don't really honestly care too much about that. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, let's jump into the playoffs. The playoff bracket is set, we have all teams. What do you think about the expanded playoffs? I was talking to someone yesterday just mentioning how it kind of broke right for Major League Baseball that we had we had strong teams at the top of the divisions, and then we had, I think, a really good race in both leagues for those final spots. What do you overall think about the expanded postseason? I think it's fine. Like, I think six teams from each league is logical um Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't have any strong opinions about it like i get the case that that maybe it to a certain extent for certain owners it does make it like they don't have to go all out to get that playoff bid especially if you just have like a super good gm and Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to sign the star and you can save some money and you're still going to get that playoff revenue because at the end of the day, the owners care about the bottom line, and the bottom line that they care about is going to be that playoff revenue, which is big for these guys. So, I mean, that, that's the argument against it. Um, but I think, I think it's, I think it's a reasonable amount of teams. What about you? 
I was I was a fan of it. I think it came out in baseball's favor that this is how it happened and we got some we got to see some teams that normally just miss out, make the playoffs and you got a team like Baltimore who's on the way up and I think ultimately that was a good introduction to the expanded postseason for baseball. Hopefully it stays that way. Hopefully don't we have to deal with like 82 win teams in the future. Um, So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the American League or do you want to start with the National Yeah, let's start with the American League. Okay, let me pull up the bracket here. I'm sure you have it in front of you. I'm not professional. Let's start with the uh, Cleveland Guardians versus the Tampa Bay Rays. What do you think about this series here? It's funny because, like, if you – like, I honestly did not realize that the Guardians won six more games than the Rays. Like, that that just doesn't feel right to me, just looking at their the rosters and just how they're constructed. But I, I do think the Rays, to me, should be the favorites. I don't know if they are. I haven't really looked at Vegas for it. Um, but I know in the opener, actually, they're slight underdogs. But anyways – digress from that but um so the guardians have they have an ace they they do but it's not like i mean i feel like shane bieber is still super good but he's not quite at that level he was a few years ago he's um like that 2020 year i think he was just like he he looked like literally the best pitcher in baseball like it was him and the drum probably at that time but um so so he's still very good um his stuff i feel like has taken a small step back but he still has the great command the great break breaking ball and so he, he's gonna cause some problems um my question though for the guardian's perspective is more like past him i don't know tristan mckenzie's had a insane year yeah. but but he is respect my guy yeah no no i think he's super no, good no. i i like him but I, th- I also think, like, I think sometimes it's overplayed, but I do think experience does matter to a certain extent in playoffs and, like, like controlling your emotions. Like, sometimes young guys get, like, too ramped up, I feel like. And so I, I don't know how to feel about him in, like, that kind of setting. Um, and then, really, the issue for them is, in a potential game three, who do you go to? Like, I mean, are you going to Quantrill? Are you going to Zach Plesak? Um, who, who they really don't have a good option for game three, like if that series goes there, and so th- that's why ultimately I am picking the Rays. I'll, I'll say it goes three, they split the first two, and then the Rays take game three. Um, the Rays, like, uh, Rasmussen has had a super good year, um, Springs has come out of nowhere to have a really good year, and of course, um, Clanahan's like before his injuries he was like a super he was like probably second to Verlander in Cy Young. So and I guess from a lineup perspective, both these lineups are kind of I don't know if they're that I don't think they're that good. Like um obviously you have Jose Ramirez for the uh, Guardians and out of nowhere though, man Andres Jimenez has had an insane year. But oh, like boy. Yeah, past those two though, like the lineup's really lacking. Like there's not a lot there, and I feel like the Rays lineup, um, they they don't have really 
um, kind of like that superstar. I don't feel like, but I think they have more depth and like one through nine than the Guardians, and I, th I think that's gonna matter because like the Guardians are gonna start a center fielder with a sub six hundred OPS, and they're probably gonna start Austin Hedges as a catcher, right? So, I mean, it's pretty rough. Yeah, I think ultimately. The Rays, I got the Rays in two. I'm going to say they sweep here. I, I, I think this, the Rays have more experience, right? And that's kind of where yeah. you were getting at, where Tristan McKenzie is really good. This is his first time under the lights. How is he going to perform? I also think the fact that, uh, I want to say it's Emmanuel Class. Clayton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like young closer in a big spot. This isn't the everyday, you know, this isn't Minnesota or Detroit. This is, you know, how do you, you know, how does he perform under the bright lights as well is going to be key. So I, I just think Tampa Bay's been here before. Cleveland, this team is still young. It's still trying to get into that, you know, into that space where they can be here consistently. You know, I think there's just a new cycle of good players for the Guardians, so. I think they lose in two, but I think this is a learning experience for them, and they'll be back multiple years. Like, you know, like we, their farm system is one of the best in baseball. They have a lot of guys coming up, a lot of proper players. I do think that the the fact that their pitching kind of broke down over the last, I want to say, eighteen months, really has kind of hurt them. But yeah, they're recycling, and to make the playoffs this year, I, in the midst of doing that, is an accomplishment of itself. But I'm gonna go to the next series I'm more interested in, and that is the Seattle Mariners versus the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm curious where you go. First of all, we have to mention it because I think it is going to play a factor in it. Well, yeah, the, Tor the fact that they're in Toronto means certain guys can't play, right? Is that still um, a thing? I honestly don't know because, like, I think there was some discussion that, that Toronto was going to, like, lift – the, that requirement, but I don't know if they did. Like the country, I mean, I don't know if it was like the city or the country or what, but um, there was like talk that they were gonna lift um the traveling requirement and so a vaccination. So I don't know, honestly. Like, I would think we'd have more discussion about it. Like by now yeah. you, you know from like the major guys if it's a factor but it's weird because like i would think honestly in either direction like if it was um if they did lift that ban thing um then i would think that people would be talking about it and i haven't seen anything about it and there's been like discussions about certain seattle players possibly not being Excellent. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. Like but I would assume like we haven't really heard anything. I think Seattle's okay. I mean maybe their players did get vaccinated. Like that could be it. They could have all got the Johnson and Johnson one day, one yeah. shot. But I'm curious here, because I don't know who you have winning the series. Sell me on the Blue Jays winning this series because I think talent-wise, I think the Mariners are clearly better. Wow, really? I do. 
I feel like the Mariners have a better rotation. I feel like if we go to a game, I feel like if you have, they have the best starting three between the two teams. I feel like Seattle's bullpen has been pretty good for most of the year. And I feel like Seattle's hitting is just, I feel like Seattle's hitting is below Toronto. So that's the only area. But it's not like Seattle can't hit. Okay, so I'm going to kind of disagree here. Like, I, I totally agree. Seattle does have the better rotation. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if it's even close. Just one through three. Like, they're going to throw out my um, Zoom. It's going to be um, Castillo, probably Ray. I don't, I don't know if they've announced it. And then it's either going to be Gilbert or Curry, one of those two for game three, which is really, really strong. Um Though you could make a case, honestly, that maybe even Ray shouldn't even be in the top three. Like, there's a case for Gilbert and Kirby. But I just think, like, in the end, you're going to side with a guy with more experience, you know? So I I expect Ray there. Um, You paid Robbie Ray to take the ball. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, So, but, I mean... Man, I don't know. I think Toronto's rotation isn't as good. Like, Gossman's had a pretty good year. He's been – it's kind of weird year. Alec, mm-hmm. uh, Manoa, or however you say it, has been, like, insanely good. And then I, I don't know if they've announced it, but I assume Stripling takes the game three, who's had a surprisingly steady year, but I don't know if he's really as good as his numbers say. Mm-hmm. Um, so – but but I do think wh- where we really disagree is I think the lineup, like, I think the gap in the lineup is just so big that I would definitely think, I, for me, I think Toronto's more talented just because, like, of the depth of the lineup. Just And, like, I think Toronto also has the best hitter in the lineup. I mean, you could argue for Julio, but I personally think Vlad's a better hitter than him. Um Bobachet got off to a slow start this year, but he's been like insanely good over the last couple months. Um, then you have guys like George Springer, Matt Chapman, Tiasco Hernandez, Alejandro Kirk, who's a really good hitter. I, I feel like their lineup's like significantly better. And so ultimately I am picking Toronto in three. I think it's gonna be a good series. But... Is Toronto so before you is Toronto's hitting is the gap between Toronto's hitting and Seattle's hitting bigger than? For me, yes. Okay. For me, yeah. Um, I, I just, I mean, Seattle has some good hitters. Obviously, Julio um, Suarez has had a big year, though. I don't know. He, did he come back? I think he's back, right? Yes. Yeah, he's back. But like, but getting past. And Ty France has had a weird year, but I think he's better than his numbers because he came back from injury and then was in a huge-ass slump, and he's been better of late, I believe. Um, but after those three, like, I don't know. Their, their lineup's not super impressive to me. Like, Vichanagir's had some big moments, but he also is, like, strikes out a ton. Um, I don't know. Carlos Santana's had a few, like, moments in the clutch that's been really big but he he hasn't been that good on the overall this year and jesse winkers had a pretty disappointing year same for jp though he's been better 
last few months after his slow start this year. But I do think the gap in ultimately in their lineups and just as a whole, like the position player group um, all around is pretty, is more significant than the pitching. And that's why I'm going to pick Toronto in three. Okay. So we actually have an agree disagreement. I'll take Seattle in three. I actually think that Seattle, the fact that Seattle has such a strong group of pitchers and starters, I just feel like they can control the game just a little bit more. I know it's in Toronto, so that'll be a bit of a bit of a change, and especially in considering Seattle has you know the experience, the lack of experience there. I just I just think that Seattle's pitching can control that series just a little bit, just enough that they can get the series and move on. Um, you want to jump to the NL? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with our teams, the Padres and the Mets. How do you feel about the Padres heading into the series? I mean, I think it's honestly a terrible matchup for the Padres. Like, their weakness all year has been, they've been literally the worst team in the league hitting high-velocity fastballs. And they're going to have to face Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer. Like, obviously Bassett doesn't throw quite as hard, but, but those two are like, they're Hall of Fame pitchers, and DeGrom's best pitcher in the game. Like, a few homers aside, I know he maybe I don't know. He, he, I don't even think it was that he pitched poorly. Like, sometimes a team's just going to get to you, you know? And, and it wasn't like they strung together a bunch of hits like the Braves did or that they got on base a ton or any of that. It was just, like, I mean, who was it? Riley and... Someone else took him deep, I think. But, Riley, Olsen, Swanson, that entire series, those three. Yeah, so, I mean, sometimes it just happens. So, But the Padres haven't turned around fastballs all year, and it's going to be a major problem for them in this series. Um, I, I feel pretty good about the pitching. Um, neither of these teams really have a ton of power. Like um, The Mets have obviously one of the better power hitters in the game. And um, Pete Alonso, but outside of that, their lineup doesn't have a ton of power. I, I don't think Marte's going to be back. Like, they've kind of been coy about it, but, like, if he still can't can't swing a bat right now, I don't know. I, I, I assume he's not going to be back. And he, he was, like, I feel like at times this year, he was, he was kind of, like, I mean, it's kind of, like, overset, but he was kind of, like, a catalyst to their team, you know, offensively. Yes. In a way. So, I mean, that's a pretty big loss. So I think the Padres will be fine pitching-wise, but I just ultimately don't think they're going to get enough off of um, the Grom and Scherzer. And I, I honestly think, I mean, obviously I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Mets take it in too. Man, you, <laughs> I cannot in good faith pick the Mets to win this series. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't, man. I, I just I just don't see it. I don't know. I, I think the issue with the Mets right now is that first off, we should mention that you're not you're probably not gonna see Jacob DeGrom in this series, at least um game one, which I think is interesting. I'm yeah. a bit, I'm a bit concerned about that just because 
Buck hasn't been able to, I guess the proper way to say is he hasn't been able to leverage the bullpen correctly in that. Like if Chris Bassett starts game two, we're going to get to a point collectively where it's the fifth or sixth inning and Chris Bassett is going to be at 85 pitches and you're just going to kind of start to see everything toned down a bit. And that's just kind of been Chris Bassett the entire season. And Buck has let him pitch those pitch those innings out. And sometimes it results in one run. Sometimes it has a couple runs attached to it. And it's just like, you can't mess that up, you know. For Buck, for Buck, it's just, Buck Showalter, I should be clear. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Buck something else? No. <laughs> Show Buck. Um, <laughs> but, like, to me, his idea of leveraging the bullpen is two innings from Edwin Diaz when it's like, no, you have to be on top of the bullpen because the second one of your starters messes up, that could change the whole series, you know. So that's the one concern I have. I just think this team – this team has struggled to get hitting – to get power hitting, they've got decent guys, but not great guys behind Pete Alonzo. And I just think that kind of got exposed, right? Like, I hate the whole they were lucky hitting lucky, but I do think that this was a dink and dunk kind of team. And when they needed to take the next step and try to exert a little bit more power in that Atlanta series, they just kind of didn't have it, right? And when you go up against a team with as good as pitching as Atlanta, you kind of need someone who can kind of change the game on one swing. So I, I just kind of think that the Mets, man, I don't know. I, they, they have to win this series to prove to me that they can win this series. Like, it's a fan thing. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's, just, I got that's, just, that's just how I feel. you know. And I think the whole Max Scherzer thing is, is getting a little bit cute. You know, the bullpen is, you know, I don't know if the Padres have a lefty. I'm sure they have several who can hit. If they have to go to Choli Rodriguez, it is – scary hours so (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go padres in three i want to go mets and i want to go mets in three i'll go padres in three all right let's go to this series the team of destiny philadelphia (laughs) phillies versus the st louis cardinals i feel like the cardinals got the devil magic back man i don't know how do you feel (laughs) How you feel about this series? This is a weird I, I think it's a really interesting series just because of how like different these two teams are. Like from St. Louis's perspective, um they have like by the end of the year they had Adam Wainwright really struggled late in the year. Um after a really hot start to the um when he got traded over, Jordan Montgomery seriously cooled off. Mm-hmm. Uh Michaelis has had a really good year though, um pretty consistent. It's not that he strikes out a bunch of guys, but he's he's got really good command and he creates a lot of soft contact. And so so it's interesting. Like St. Louis has, I mean, I think you can make the case that their number one, two, and three starters are both are all three like guys you want us you want as your number three starter. But then you look at the lineups and it's just like the Cardinals are stacked. Like you have um Paul Goldschmidt, um, Nolan Arenado. Tommy Edmonds had a strong year. Uh, and then they get, like, these production that you just, I don't know, Brendan Donovan, um, Newsbar has had yeah. some big spots. And then, of course, like, out of nowhere, like, no one could have predicted this. Albert Pujols has just absolutely killed lefties. And, like, the Phillies game – and, like, the thing about the Cardinals is, 
Um, they're not, they're pretty good against righties, but where they really feast is against lefties. And I would think the Phillies game three starters, Ranger Suarez probably. And so if it gets that far, that that's kind of scary for them. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Cardinals in three, but I mean, obviously the Phillies have by far the two best starters in the series, like not even mm-hmm. close. And so, so that's like kind of where, I don't know. It's just like so interesting how different these teams are, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was my thing was just like, man, they, the, they have the two best starters in the series. They had good hitting that has kind of fluctuated. They had good hitters, good power hitters who kind of fluctuated uh, throughout the season. So if they could turn it on, I mean, if they can win the series in two. I kind of think, I kind of think what they're, I kind of think their plan is ultimately to just lean on Nola and Wheeler for seven innings and just hope the bullpen can carry them for the last two and get out of there in two games. Um, who's your game? Who's the game one and game two starter for St. Louis? I, I honestly have no idea. I would assume like Wainwright probably starts game one. Ooh. My guess, but like I, I don't even think it matters. Like I, I don't even think it matters. Like at the end of the day, you're starting like three similar guys. You know? Yeah. Games one through three. So it's. I mean. Like maybe at this point, honestly, like I think Cardinals best starter is probably Nicholas, which is kind of scary to think about, but he's got pretty he has probably um he might be like top five in the league just from a command standpoint. Like like his start against the Padres he had re- semi recently, like I was super impressed. Like he was he wouldn't miss in, in the middle of the plate at all. Like it was everything dotted. And so, like, I, I think he's legitimately good. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, Nola, I mean, Nola, I think, leads all of baseball, like, all, everyone in uh, pitcher F4. So, he, he's been really good. And then, we you know, Wheeler, when he's right, is, like, is, is the top 10, top, maybe even top 5-ish starter over the last few years. Um, Ranger Suarez, though, if it gets that far, that, that's kind of where it gets a bit scary for Philly, I think. Yeah, I like Suarez, but that's not that's not where you want to be. Put yeah. it like that. Um, you said Cardinals in three. Yeah, I, I don't feel super confident about it, but yeah, that's my pick, ultimately. Yeah, I don't feel confident about Phillies in two, but I think the Phillies get it done. I just think I just think those two starters are going to be able to once again just control the game as long as and I think it's going to be enough to get that done. Um, let's talk about the four teams that we didn't talk about: the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, and the Braves. Um, of those four, which team do you think has the best shot at making the World Series? Of making the World Series, I yes. feel like. That's the Astros, just because I feel like the ALs at the top, I think it's weaker than the NL. And so I think the Astros have the best chance of making it to the World Series. Like the Dodgers are probably the overall favorites, but their road to getting to the World Series is harder than the Astros, I feel like. 
Okay. What about you? I was gonna. I really do think that the. I really do think the Astros are kind of slept on. I I just don't want to pick the same team as you, so I'll probably say I'll probably say the Dodgers. I just think the Dodgers have the best collection of like everything. Like it's gonna take like a weird Dave Roberts decision to maybe swing a game or something. Not that they can't be beaten, but I'm not picking the Braves for this. The Braves win the World Series. I, I gotta I gotta delete for a little bit. Gotta, I'm, <laughs> oh I'm not, God! They win. I'm, I'm deleting for a little bit. I'm going. I'm going to touch grass. I promise. Um, of the of the eight teams in the wild card round, which one of them do you think has the best chance of making the World Series? I mean, you're going to disagree with me. Don't you dare! I mean, it is the Mets. It really oh, is. Stop yeah, it. it is. You when you have Jacob Degrom and you have Max Scherzer, you have a really good chance. And, I mean, like, the lineup isn't – I mean, it doesn't have a lot of power for sure. And maybe it's it's like a middle-of-the-road playoff lineup, but that's still good enough when you have when you have Max Scherzer and you have, um, you have Jacob deGrom. I also think, like, I mean, a lot of these teams honestly don't have that strong of a three. And, like, yeah, Bassett isn't perfect by any means. He's, he, he's probably the kind of guy you want, like, ideally to do like a two and dive thing where he just goes two times around and you go to the pen and maybe show Walter won't do that. But I think he's a solid three. Like, yeah. I mean, so I'm going to go with the Mets. Yeah, I am. Mm, I'll say the Phillies. (laughs) I'll say the Phillies just because I want to be different. Uh, they got the two. They got Nola and Wheeler. I like Suarez a lot. Um, their bullpen is kind of questionable, but if Bryce Harper and Cassianos and these guys can hit and keep that energy for a couple games, who knows? So I'm going to go with the Phillies here just because I cannot pick the Mets. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but right. if, the Bra- if the Braves win the World Series again, i got to delete. Not, I'm not sitting there for that. Oh, not again. Um, is there any other superlatives you want to talk about with this postseason picture? I think everything seems wrapped up. Everything seems to be talked about. What are I you th- interested in watching? You know, I mean, you know, what are I you think, interested in seeing? Uh, I think for like, I, I think from, I, I just think the Phillies and Cardinals series is just going to be very fascinating. Just because, as I said, I think the teams are very different. And they're like set up very differently, and it'll be interesting how like how it plays out. Um, obviously, I already went over it, but you know, Phillies have two amazing starters, and the Cardinals have a great offense that is more fit to hit against lefties. But they're gonna have to hit. at least they're gonna have to at least drive up one of their Wheeler or Nola's pitch count at least and get to the pen. So I think that's going to be interesting. What What about you? Uh, I'm really interested. I know I picked Seattle to win, but I'm kind of interested in Toronto, Toronto's hitting to see how far they can kind of carry them. I'm interested. I'm interested in what the Mets can do, just because they shouldn't be in this to begin with. It's not good. Um, I, I, 
I think the I think the more interesting thing is like how one I feel like one of these teams is gonna be able to win in two games and really set their try to reset their rotation up correctly against one of these uh divisional round opponents. So I'm curious to see who can close out because then they're going to have a little bit of not an advantage, but they're going to have a, an extra game or so an extra day or so to kind of. Yeah. And that, right. I get what you're saying. I think that's something that's overlooked just um, from like the next round perspective, um, just because of how big it is. Like if you have to go through your top three starters um, before the, the next, what is it called divisional round or whatever yeah. but bef- but if you have to go through that that's such a massive advantage to whoever you're playing yeah because you're essentially throwing away game one yeah okay. you're gonna have to have like crazy luck or like yeah. or have a big game at the plate or something but you're you're gonna have to start either your game four starter or you maybe go to the pen game which is obviously super risky with how condensed schedule is so, yeah, I think that is an interesting point. If I told if if I told you the Yankees were eliminated in the ALDS by one of Cleveland or Tampa, who do you think beats them? Who has a better shot at beating them, I should say? Uh, Tampa. I mean, I feel like they have better um, just pitching depth as a whole. I mean – well, not in the pen. Like Cleveland does have, I mean, they don't have a lot of experience there, but they're the best head arms probably go to Cleveland, like Karen Track or however you say it. Um, Classe, um, Stevens had an insane year. Um, there's another guy whose name I forget who's had a really good year. So, like, but I think at the end of the day, I, th- I think I feel like better with the Rays depth in the starters just because of like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't believe in them like I do, but I think uh, Rasmussen and Springs is are really strong starters. Like, like I mean, maybe they're not as good as their ERA, but they've had really strong years. Um, it is a bit worrying if they have to go to like Kluber, but you know, they're if they do, you know, they're gonna be he's gonna be on a short leash. You know, they're not gonna let him go too long and. So I, I do think they're like how they're managed is good because they have a lot of pen depth and they have like guys out of their pen that can go multiple innings. So so it's not like you have to have these like seven guys to string together, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have to pitch them the next day and whatnot They're They can set it up. So like Beaks goes multiple innings and Yarborough or whatever, but. So, so I think they're set up pretty well from that standpoint. I think they're more likely. And also, may, maybe it shouldn't be that big of a factor, maybe. But I do have a little bit of thought just because, like, the Rays have historically played the Yankees pretty hard. I mean, really well, like, in recent years. Mm-hmm. I think they knocked them out of the playoffs, like, was it last year? I know they did in 2020, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. But... But they played them well, and yeah, and I feel like I feel pretty good about their just their depth pitching wise in general. Like their pen's really good, not not as good as Cleveland's, but and I feel better about their rotation. 
why does it feel like it's why, uh, it won't be chalk? I think it's fair to say that it won't be chalk. Uh, we won't see the top two teams move to the to the ALCS and then go from there. It just feels like I don't know. I feel like having that time off is really big. Like a healthy Atlanta uh, Strider comes back if everything's good with Freed. If those guys are able, Rogers healing up and able to reset their line, like it feels like. It's interesting to see how the extended playoffs are going to be, and if it's like before, where the wild card teams got the momentum and were able to run through, or because the wild card is now in a whole round, if it goes back to the momentum to being just for the better teams, I'm interested to see that overall. And overall, I think it's going to be a fun postseason. Um, is there any other thoughts you had there, man? Before we wrap it up. No, I think covered it pretty well. All right, and I think we'll I think we'll do another one of these once the AL the and uh, the DX the divisional series is set up. So, uh, Phil, Sounds where can good. the people where can the people find you? Advanced stats twenty three. Where can the people find you, Hugh? Uh, hands on hoops, but if the Braves win the World Series, you will not find me. I will be gone. <laughs> oh, let, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, peace, man. Take it easy. Peace. Thank you.